Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you find yourself today. It is a new week, and we are still with you. Thanks again. This is WWW. What happened this week in the world, and what do we think about it? I'm Ken H. coming to you from Houston, as always. Mitty says hello, and for you all who are faithful listeners, thank you and welcome back. We are excited to be here. It is the fastest 25 minutes you'll find in the podcast world. So sit back and relax. Here we go. Again, for those that are new to the program, let me be very simple. It's going to be, again, a little bit about politics in the USA, a little bit about sports and entertainment. We'll then talk about some events in the world. We'll take our break from our fantastic sponsors. Then we'll move into some activities about what do we think about those topics that we've mentioned already. Let's get started. In politics, of course, we have seen the president travel to the European area. He went to NATO in Brussels. He went to Ukraine's Poland neighbor and talked and saw some of those individuals, talked to some of those leaders, saw our troops there in Poland, had a little uh, pizza with them, and has uh, made some statements. Back and forth, it seems that the president has to come back and forth about whether he said yes or he said no. Uh, did he have to walk back some statements about uh, regime change with Putin, getting rid of Putin? Or was he going to just, uh, was he just talking from his spirit, from his heart? It's a back and forth game. Now he has completely denied that those comments ever came out of his mouth, that the White House then had to walk back, then the White House had to correct, then he had to walk back, then he had to correct. Now he's saying they never happened at all. So we're not exactly sure what has happened or what exactly that means, but here's what we do know. Sadly, we know that the president's approval rating is at 40%. 40%. That means more than 55% or more people are disapproving of his performance as the president, commander-in-chief, leader of the free world. So the man and his party are in a world of discernment about this coming election because they are not popular. They seem to be getting the wrong signals, reading the wrong tea leaves, and every time they have a moment to think about, are we on the right side of this argument? Are we on the right side of this discussion? Are we on the right side of anything? They seem to move the other direction, and yet they're always late. They come back to the point where most of the people are in the country are feeling about any topic. Is there an economy problem? Are you paying too much for gas, too much for your food, too much for these items? Is there an economic uh, boom? Are we having a, a, a real problem? Well, the Democratic Party and, of course, this White House wants to deny that it's those kind of problems. It's Ukraine's fault. Your fuel prices are from the Russia war. All of these things are back and forth, and yet the people know these policies were well in that place before the Russians invaded Ukraine. The people know that the economy was already starting to heat up and see some difficulties with the supply chain and with these other ideas based on the policies chosen by this particular White House. So there's no doubt that the president's approval rating is established and attached, number one, to the economy, and number two, with the COVID and the reaction thereof. So there's a couple of reasons why this president's having some bad uh, favorable ratings. In fact, the lowest ratings of his presidential career. So we'll see how he shapes up, how he can turn the dial, if he can turn the dial, or if he's going to just continue to keep denying that there's any problems. 
Sports and entertainment. As sports continues, it's going to be an interesting one tonight. In the entertainment world, of course, everybody's buzzing about the Oscars or the Oscar uh, event that occurred. You don't have to say much more than just say the Oscars. And did you hear? Did you see? Did you watch it? I actually watched it live, saw it happen live, then found the Twitter foreign page like everybody or most everybody quickly to hear exactly what Will Smith said. Will Smith smacked Chris Rock right in the face after a joke about his wife. Funny thing if you watch the entire episode, watch it clearly. He laughs. He laughs at the joke. You see Jada not reacting so positively and not liking it at all. But Will Smith is laughing. And then the next thing you see, of course, is the camera panning back to Chris Rock. And then, of course, he reacts to Will Smith coming at him. And then, of course, there's the reaction from the smack. Will Smith very proudly walks back to his seat and then starts that verbal tirade with all those F-bombs. So an interesting reaction from his side. Then, of course, he gets this Academy Award for Best Actor later in the show. Forty minutes later, he's applauded and applauded and applauded, standing ovation and cries himself during his speech. How is this a sport? How is this entertainment? Well, I'm combining the two because it's kind of a boxing. What? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a sport back and forth. These two rock-solid performers, both been around for a long time, both have incredible careers, both very successful men, and yet one got away with a very blatant battery of the other. There's no doubt about it. You don't get to say, well, it's justified or somehow he smacked a guy on the stage. Jim Carrey in his report uh, on the CBS Morning Program this today was actually quite clear and it's accurate and he's absolutely right. You do not get to go onto a stage and smack somebody because of the words that they said. That's just not right. And I don't care what the justification was or what kind of emotional status or defending of his wife. There's a lot of other ways you can do it. Storm off, walk out, take your wife and walk out, boycott Chris Rock's performances. There's a ton of ways, but you don't get to hit the guy. So we'll see what happens. The Academy Award uh, Committee is going to be having a meeting tomorrow and decide the fate, although I have a feeling it'll be nothing more than a slap on the wrist. We'll talk about this later. What's happening in the world? What's happening in the world, you cannot deny that Ukraine, of course, is struggling. This war seems to be taking a turn, and not in Russia's favor, which is exciting, truly exciting, because we are very pro-underdog in this country. There's no doubt that the world likes to help the underdog. The world likes to see uh, the bully taken down. But this is one of those key moments where the world has rallied behind what looked like at the beginning a clear underdog moment where Russia was going to perhaps move in and even Putin and the rest were thinking within let's say four to five days he'd have Kiev and then he'd have the capital the president would race off in fear or run away and that would be that that is done nothing but the reverse in fact it's quite a bit of the reverse in fact Putin doesn't appear to be able to take Kiev his troops are stalled the government is is negotiating right now in Turkey with the Ukrainian uh, uh, embassy uh, ambassador group. And so you see this turn of events. Everybody thought it would happen the way Putin, I guess, thought it would happen, which was quick and easy. 
but the Ukrainians are saying absolutely not going to happen. We are not going away quietly. And by the way, you're not going to have our country. And now you're saying, you know, well, Putin could maybe just take that eastern part of the southeastern corner of Ukraine where he has captured most of the territory and, and they'll call it a day and they'll have some sort of treaty and maybe draw a line down the river and that'll be Russia, a.k.a. like Crimea was and just kind of an established Russia zone. But Ukraine and the people of Ukraine are saying over our unfortunately dead bodies. We are not giving you our country. There is a sovereign line and that line stopped at Ukraine and started at Russia and stopped at Russia and started at Ukraine and there is no semblance of carrying over. You don't get to just blend, move over your country into our territorial space. That's the Ukrainians. And in fact, Pre uh, President Zelensky is saying exactly the same thing. Oh, we'll talk about peace and we'll talk about maybe not ever, ever, ever joining NATO and we can probably make that uh, come in and be okay to hold the line and we'll never join NATO and we can be okay with that. But you get out of our country and you're not going to keep any part of Ukraine from the Russian original border. So it's going to be an interesting dilemma, but it certainly doesn't seem to be a quick and easy defeat and certainly not a quick and easy match. What's disturbing the world and most everybody is the fact that Russia's just bombing everything, just blowing up all the cities for the sake of blowing them up. There's nothing worse. Even if he were to take those areas, Mariupol and these other areas on the southeastern co corner of the Ukrainian peninsula, the Ukrainian area there, he's devastated the cities. He's devastated the areas. There would be much uh, infrastructure he'd have to rebuild, and his economy's not going to be good. Let's take a quick break as we begin the second half of the show. Travel and Leisure is a proud sponsor once again of our program, and we are so grateful to them. Travel and Leisure offers you 58% off of the price for one-year subscription, $29.99. You'll write in right now to www.travelandleisure.com backslash order today. Do you want to talk to somebody? Go right ahead, 1-866-737-8037, Travel and Leisure Magazine, fantastic magazine, love them all, show you some good places to go and visit, take your family, Travel and Leisure. halfway, a little more than the halfway mark, we'll start this second half of the program as we always do. What do we think about some of these topics? What do you think about some of these topics? I was very excited to again come back with the podcast. Last week we were back, we had some hot topics, and once again you responded, so I've heard them. We are on all nine various podcast services. You can find us all, and I'm grateful to the audience and the group that we have. Well over a good group of people have responded, A, to the first program back, and also to discuss the uh, topics that we did. And so I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are in this next section as we continue to do. We're going to have some guests coming on in a couple of weeks. Again, I'm very excited to have some guests join the show as we move the podcast forward. Thank you again so much. So what do we think about this slap? That's the slap that's, of course, been described and, and, and slapped that heard around the world. 
And I have some thoughts, as you know I do, about most subjects, and that's kind of fun, but it's okay. But I'm okay with defending the honor of your wife, and you hear Chris's, here's the story. So uh, Jada Pinkett Smith has been, has been suffering from uh, a disease uh, she has that takes away her hair and in, in clumps of hair and apoplexy, I think it is called. And so she was struggling with it and had been struggling with it for a year. And in fairness, that's a terrible, terrible disease for a woman, of course, because their hair is, is a big part of their character and their personality and their look and everything. And, and so Jada had shaved her head in, uh, in, in, uh, in a, a way to kind of deal with the hair losses as they were coming out. So, okay, fair enough. So they, they do that, and, and, and Chris Rock would say he never knew about the disease, but of course, uh, G.I. Jane, where Demi Moore was in that movie years back, and she, of course, uh, was strong and strong-looking and became, uh, you know, a strong character. But for whatever reason, the joke that he, he said to, to Jada at the, at the Oscars, of course, I look forward to seeing you in G.I. Jane 2. The thing, I watch it live, but then you can watch it yourself on the remake or the replays. Will Smith was laughing very much, and you saw Jada's face not finding it humorous at all. Whether it's she didn't want to be in the movie, it wasn't, you know, her idea, or she just was truly felt you're making fun of the fact that I don't have hair perhaps like a, a, a military person or a marine or, or shaving off my head for that for that kind of uh, role or whatever clearly she didn't like it okay that that's crystal clear will turned on a dime and you never see his turn probably until he looks over at his wife and sees her reaction and then you get this 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 moment but you see him laughing at the joke and then, of course, you see Chris Rock kind of saying, downplaying the audience as, oh, and he's, oh, wasn't so bad, wasn't so bad. Ricky Gervais has gotten away with a heck of a lot more at the Golden Globes, and he's been back four or five years and made fun of people mercilessly. So it's not so surprising. And, in fact, Chris Rock made some jokes of Jada Pinkett Smith in 1916, I think, 2016, when he did the, did the Oscars, or maybe it was 2014, one of those two. But he, 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 he got us on some jokes then as well. So there may be of some bad blood between those two and maybe even between Will Smith and Chris Rock. Who knows? But there's, there's the precedent. That's where you are. So now you're Will Smith. Your wife has been insulted live on TV. What do you do about it? Well, his reaction was to walk up on stage and not pretend to fight or not pretend, ah, I'm going to get you. No, he literally smacked him, smacked him right across the face stun the audience, stun the world, stun the listening audience, and then you see him, of course, go back to his seat rather proudly, like I've done something proud or something macho or something cool, and then he sits down and continues, and what he says, of course, is that don't keep my uh, wife's name out of your effing mouth, and uh, he says, come on, you know, Chris Rock, come on, dude, and he said it was just a joke. And Will Smith again acknowledges, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth. And then, of course, Chris Rock has, you know, pivots, little silent, dead silence, reacting behind Will Smith's face. They were shocked he was doing this, shocked he was saying these kind of things. And nobody really knew what to do. They did the announcement, 
of the uh, next category, gave the award away, and then broke to commercial. And apparently during the commercial, uh, Bradley Cooper and uh, Denzel Washington and uh, 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 Tyler Perry uh, ran over and grabbed Will Smith, took him off to the side and consoled him. Now I don't know who, if anybody, consoled Chris Rock backstage. You never saw Chris Rock again. But all the attention was, was on Will Smith. And then, of course, you go 40 minutes later into the show, and now you've got him up for an Academy Award Best Actor for playing the Williams' uh, father in King Richard. He wins the award. He gets all this accolade, standing ovation for winning the award, goes up on stage, and then begins to cry during his acceptance speech. Now I'm reliving history. But you see a ton of emotions from the spectrum of laughing to defending to violate violence to verbal abuse to now accolades on winning an award, celebratory moment, and then a tearful emotional breakdown of who he'd like to be. I want to be a better person. I'm struggling to be a better person. I'm striving to be a better person. All that business. What in the world? The, the, the people are all over it. We've heard every celebrity give their opinion and every news person give your opinion. It's quite interesting, the opinions. There's a ton of people that are supporting him, that saying he had every right to defend his wife, of course, but not through violence. So it's interesting that they'll say you should never resort to violence. However, if it were me, I would have done the exact same thing. Or if it were me, I would have I would have punched him too. Or if it were me, I would have defended my wife too. Or whatever. However, I wouldn't have done it. So it's that however that's quite interesting. I agree with him and how he did or what he did, but I would never have done it that way. So how do you do that? And it's basically the point of this wee session tonight is, of course, the hypocrisy. And it tells those of us in the regular world that if you are a celebrity, you can get away with almost anything. You can actually hit someone live on TV for verbal joke and get away with it. Because we all know the Academy has let Roman Polanski keep his Academy Award, and he was a pedophile, now living still in Europe escaped from the law, never to be extraditioned again. We know that Warren, uh, the Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, of course, has got several awards for his various movies, and he's got Academy Awards, and yet this man is uh, in jail and up for multiple, again, crimes for abusing women and, 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 and molesting and, and raping women. Bill Cosby was the only one that had his Academy Award taken away. We know his story. So, I mean, they, they're, they're kind of a, a hodgepodge of what the Academy's going to do. And with Will Smith being such a huge character, I don't think they will do anything, but I'm going to predict, you'll hear it right here first, they're going to ban him from the next Academy Awards, not to be seen at the Academy Awards next year. That's going to be it. Slap on the, there's another slap. A slap on the wrist versus a slap in the face. They're certainly not going to take his Academy Award. Absolutely not. Don't even worry about it. You can put the money where my mouth is. They're not taking his award. And I'll I guarantee that's not going to happen. But he'll have to uh, maybe stay away. Uh, he Maybe they take his membership as an Academy Award 
potential. That would mean he could never win another award, but his career now in the Academy is over, and he won one. So, you know, that's the ultimate. If you won an Academy Award, you got one, and that's the end of it. So who knows? But I guarantee it's not going to be harsh. They certainly aren't going to take his award. Mark this down in your calendar today, March 29th, 2022. Kent has spoken. Midnight says hello. Midnight again, my horse is the greatest horse in the world. He is doing great. I am doing great with him. We're doing well. Beautiful weather here in the Houston area, and so it's a lot of fun to be here and enjoy those times. If you have a chance to get out and be with your family over the weekend and enjoy some wonderful time, wonderful areas, please do so. If you have some time to be out and about with your loved ones and your pets, get out because that unconditional love continues to be an amazing, amazing thing. So I appreciate always your time, and it is so fun. So what happens when I bring a guest on the program? What are we going to do? Well, we're going to do exactly this, but you're going to have a little back and forth between me and, and the guest. And so we're going to ask some questions. We're going to have some fun, little celebrity guests as well as some, some regular folks. It's going to be a good time here on WWW. What happened this week in the world, and what do we think about it? And again, it's always special. Let me update you on where I've been and what's going on. We, uh, we lost my father. You heard that from one of my podcasts. My mother has moved into a new... Uh, facility closer to my sister-in-law and my brother uh, up in, in, in Oklahoma there and very excited to see some amazing things happening when you get a dementia or an Alzheimer's patient uh, around more activity and we are convinced in the family that nothing wrong with the old facility where she was but they never gave her that stimulus of perhaps live music or TV or things happening or people all around or busyness or light or whatever, you know, to, to put a, a person into a room and just leave them there is exactly what you'll get in return. Yet we have found that the more activities and the more she's out and about, she's feeding herself, she's gained some weight, it's going to be exciting to watch this transformation as more and more people, because she's so close to my brother and his wife and her family, more people are going to be able to see her on a regular basis. She has not had so much visits, of course, since my father passed, and we have six hours between all of us to get there to her. And so now she's going to be three to, you know, two to three, maybe even four times per week of seeing one of the members of her family, either immediate or extended. It's going to be great. And we are already seeing a, a change. So again, dementia, tough, uh, a tough uh, disease. We understand Many of the listeners have Alzheimer's and have mentioned in your notes to me. Thank you for that support as well, and I reach back out to you in this message right here at the end of this night's program because I want you to see there is light. We are seeing light in this disease that is, has taken my mother down a, a, a sad road for, for many years. Now is turning in a more positive. She's very much willing to chat and very much willing to... Now, she doesn't say anything... Uh, knowledgeable. It's kind of what we're saying, the word salad or gibberish or something. But she's communicating in the best way she knows how, which is to communicate at all, speaking at all. So that's very exciting. And to, of course, see her feeding herself. No real assistance, maybe at the end to kind of finish the plate or finish the meal, but otherwise very exciting time. So we're hopeful and seeing hope. Will she get out of it completely? Will be come out of the dementia 100%? Only God will tell us that answer and give us that, that final signal. But for now, we have a real great turn 
of feelings that things are getting better. Again, stimulus, stimulus, stimulus. I think that's with everything. I see midnight more than he gets stimulated. You leave him alone like any pet. You leave him alone. They come crazy when you come home through the door because they haven't seen you all day. And, and the same with any kind of loved one. We haven't seen each other. We have to, to catch up. We have to catch up. We have to catch up. So that stimulus is what it's all about. And so I encourage those with dementia and those Alzheimer's patients, if you know you have some loved ones there, the more activity you can get into their lives again whether it's live or physical or musical or television or something to keep those senses fired and keep those senses up and running that's going to be hopefully helpful for you in your situation as well I guarantee you we have seen it in our family in this situation get a whole lot better in our family so again we're under one sky we're all in this together and so I thank you once again for joining me it's 25 minutes comes and goes fastest 25 minutes in the podcast world. I'm Ken H. This has been www. What happened this week and the world and what do we think about it. Have a great week. See you soon.